ever wanted to break out of your cubicle and into a business where you can call the shots? You Break Guy Fix is looking for passionate self-starters interested in a franchise opportunity in the booming electronics repair industry. At You Break Guy Fix, we help reconnect people to the devices that they rely on so that they can get back to what matters most. This is a big responsibility. And from the moment you join our family, our franchisees are provided with the resources and support to bring affordable and convenient electronics repair to your community. Did we mention that with amazing partners like Samsung and Google, you Break iFix franchisees also have access to the highest quality parts and personalized training out there, as well as specialized tools. It's true. And it's also easy to visit youbreakifix.com forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own You Break iFix. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com slash Keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. Chapter 116 years three months ago. After the war, things didn't get better. Rioting rape were commonplace. As the government caved in, it was an anarchic disgrace. The conclave, a council of 14 diplomats, took the four. Mackenzie was old but ambitious. This is a tale of how he came into power. But first we go before. When I was thirteen, tormentors were a secret faction. After they killed my family, I was called to join them. There could be no inaction. My name is Martin Reyes. This is my story. How I became shrapnel, losing my love in this city was gory. Essex of us teens were loaded in crates like precious cargo. I was sixteen and now I'm thirty-two as the story go. I watched the others cry lament their fate. But there was one here. As I lit my cigar, that face was full of hate. I moved up to the other teen, he said. You know where? They're forcing us to go right. I took a drag and said, no choice. You want a light? He retorted, Reyes right. I'm Lancet, don't tell the others, but you're all right. We were trying not to show our emotion, sharing a look of understanding in this crate. There was no light. Until the door swung open, and there he was stood. Our instructor Garson Laird. He shouted, All right, quit your yap and come into the veil. I asked about the veil, I said, From what does that name entail? Banlum City was a bustling metropolis, our nation's utopia and land of sin. After the civil war between Corton and Arabin had ended, the water supply itself was poison, creating mutant kind. Heroes and villains took to the world, and the people caught between were in a bind. Mackenzie Cole gave a speech at this time. He said, should you live in fear of what they can do, we should begin separating them as species and a rhyme. He said, I've regulated country funds, yes, I've stolen millions, but given it back to you, the people. A man in thick black armor, wearing a red visor hooked into a gas mask, approached a new steeple. Mackenzie continued atop his podium, these are the redemptive knights, the sword of vindication. He continued the tormentor army with much conviction. It was his first and last proclamation. He stamped down a foot and no more fear. As the crowd began to cheer, a bullet was fired and all hell broke loose. 
That's when the war for our survival had tightened in a rope-like noose. The Vale is an auspicious place. After you enter, you give your names no longer members of the human race. You became an angel something more. Lord Stigma watches the training him here, don't bore. As we were led across the rampway by our escort, the armed guards held guns to our backs, a lovely cohort. The hateful teen's eyes pierced the sky. As he said, kill or be killed, I owe it to them, I cannot die. I finished my cigar and went to flick. When from behind my backside it was a kick. Don't litter here, boy, stigma here, don't want him to know. He's asked you to climb the stairway, you, and this or vine he will show. Chapter to stigma, a chamber of sight. As I climbed the metal staircase, the silver light glinted through mirror-like stained glass windows reflecting at the base. Each stair I climbed I felt their righteous fury as I saw murals to Cain. He way back when it ripped out his own heart to save a corrupt world history was insane. Garson Laird's armor glinted ever so slightly. I saw his fist clench and seal tightly. My tanned skin had felt perspiration. As on the eighteenth step I climbed in desperation. My shaved head and back then untattooed skin. My back then and muscled frame that asked what is a lord stigma. Garson shot back a glare you don't be asking of the lord ya. Stigma sat upon a white celestial chair betwixt a library. Floating tarot cards flickered about him as he grinned slyly. His voice held melancholic pain as in an elder tone he said of the wild card. History repeats he paused then continued come boy pull up the chair don't make this hard. As I drew closer I felt my vision fade to black. Then I woke up as I heard Garson Laird shout we're under attack. Push down the memories inside you. Push down the memories inside I looked at my hands, they were blackened armored, and I covered in another's blood. Memories of years came back in a flood. I look around, realize it was an echo of the past. Just how many more must I kill? When is the last? I had killed mutants, men, women, children, all of this without compunction. As a servant of stigma, this was my function. I thought back to Irvine through the years. He who had always told me to snap back quit being a zombie even through tears. Now in shock I lay here, my armored hand impaled through the waist of a young girl. As my head was foggy and swirled, my radio was blinking. As I sit here thinking, how could I have become this thing? When I remember my calling and my blood starts to sing. The older mutant, I hear and come up the stairs I'm sitting by a bedroom. There's a bear, and I know darkness loom. But I get my feet moving as the man kicks open the door. He sees me, the monster covered in his daughter's gore. I'm hit with many a fireball at this time. But my armor super cools, I feel nothing in this rhyme. I'm cold like the dead of night. My knife comes up, it's not even a fight. I just take his ear, it's like super speed. As I tell him any more of that, you'll feel my greed. The slab of meat hits the ground as my armor is. The man says, you killed my daughter. A bullet is fired, it's now a complete slaughter. Gervon says, don't toy with M from a distance. Not a zombie anymore looked like you needed assistance. Gervon monologue can't let him know about the last few years. Lie about where I've been. Hiding my fears. 
I tucked the silver mask into my pocket. I killed our own men. Most were like us, no choice, but Death Martin wouldn't understand. I decided then. He became like the rest. I'd end him for now. I put friendship to the test. Monologue, and we've been summoned at Stigma's behest. A robe of shadow hung limp light from a half-burned face. As Stigma sat pondering a woman enter in a black dress of lace. She said, the conclave has come along nicely, don't you agree? She looked over at me and continued, is this he? The will card that will affect destiny. Stigma said his shadow, almost alive, seemed to consume all light within the room. As he suddenly stood measuring, this is indeed he, will bring about a new life to consume. Baglum City will be the start. I have two of the six key players in place. He turned to face me, empty black socketless eyes fixed as he moved with grace. The room itself was an oval-like design and depicted the final battle can versus Kai. The organ at the back of the room was surrounded by a thick shade of gloom. From outside the stained glass windows, I could see many mounted turrets positioned. Was this to be the staging ground of some kind of war Stigma had envisioned? Chapter 3 Red Eye Ravon Monlogi Unlike Martin, I activated three months prior. On a mission with a cyborg code named Red Eye, I'd earned her ire. I watched her cut apart a pregnant woman to rip out the womb. She was left dying, bleeding the baby died in seconds free from a corpse-like tom. I felt appalled at the notion. Unable to contain my emotion, whatever hold Stigma had hold of me long gone at this point. I awoke myself again my last, few memories haunting and conjoined. I remembered the kindness of Stranger Martin, and so I swore to kill the others but one day, I'd redeem my sin. Stigma had an odd power I couldn't place it was like a haze. I was trapped in a dark room a machine like craze. I wasn't myself and I had these memories wash over like a tidal wave from the sea. But I had no control it was like a hive mind forced into me. She sat putting her tools in the bag. I knew then and there my rage would boil over I'd kill the hag. She said I always admired my work would you like a turn. She handed me the child so that I could light the flame thrower and burn. My body jolted with disgust. The pipes like rooms keeling burst with rust. At that moment I seized the chance to escape. Red eye just stared mouth agape. I had to kill her here and now so I turned once more. Stigma would have me hunted I could not be more sure. So I lit up the geisha's room and jumped through a nearby door. I covered the child from the flames though now my right arm burned and raw. I found upon the ground a metallic fragment. This had become my destiny shrapnel I thought. A dark world I lay in. I buried the child the next day. Its corpse intact I would go on to say. You find peace in Ascariu's grace. May the reborn and blessed dream shine light upon your face. For Lady Enlace the spider's web. Irvine had sat thinking to himself to well guarded. As his mouse brown skin sweat in the silver light the notion was discarded. His mane of dreadlocks hung back past goggles he wore over his head. Majoriet turned as she said no helmet surprised you're not dead. Majoriet continued her long black hair flowing in waves. Lord Stigma continues to inform me the malcontents misbehave. What hope is there then for a city in ruin the violins keep killing? Her pale skin bore a frown as soft pallid lips were unwilling. She seemed not to notice what had been going on truly. Almost as if she controlled not her own creation as if stigma was unruly. She spoke with a noble's grace. As up and down she did pace. Why do they not wear the collar? Why do they not simply come to us register what bother fools? 
Martin had sat his bald head and sunken eyes staring at the floor as he spoke their breaking rules. He hoped for some justification. As a vine lancet sat back hiding his smile of elation, he thought to himself my friend is in there. Would it be to at least against a regime that was unfair three months ago? Red eye clawed a fleshless arm up through rubble, her left eye glow. She spoke of a traitor. Her metallic frame an augmenter. A kind of regenerating subsystem like that of Reboot. Gabriel, as he was known, Stigma's archangel had given her this technological upgrade as loot. She continued, perhaps I won't go back just yet. I have more experiments and I'm hedging a bet. She pulled free her sniper rifle and phase rounds. And she began a quest to gather info a pound by glorious pounds. Red eye monologue it was three years ago I lost my child believe me I was not thrilled. The mutants I hate them it wasn't the villain that got my daughter killed. The so-called heroes the one they called Genesis had zipped in to save the day. Fighting the time baron and collateral damage we norms were just in the way. My daughter was in the park when it happened meteors crashed burning everything in sight. My daughter. My light wasn't evil and tell me we are not right. These things have too much power and let that be said. When you quote them heroes and it's your family bled. Every time I kill one of these things I still hear her screams burning in anguish. I feel it every time I see one of those things languish. There's an odd serenity in taking on board their pain. I found Commander Gabriel and to him I did explain. He said, Vanessa I feel your righteous zeal. But we must inform Stigma see how many traitors need to feel our Zaphon steel. My flesh had slowly began to meld back into place. Beautiful blonde hair hung down my now skin-toned face. I think back to what Genesis had said sometimes things happen to question. A hero not your place. The papers had covered it up. To disgrace a hero in the days with no police was considered a shame so most were corrupt. Ignoring Gabriel's orders red eye. Vanessa had not pretended she slammed her fist into the wall. As she began walking on the outside of the cathedral's grand hall she said they won't be able to form if I kill him now fool. She reached for her rifle as blood like tears fell. She said I won't allow more innocents to die you can go to the etheric hell. Chapter 5 of Ein's Confession After leaving the mansion of Lagres which bore red banners to an old empire hung, Irvine had turned to Martin as a tale he spun. He told him the truth all of it the two looked at each other, sharing an intense look like to lover. Martin had said you betrayed stigma, you cannot be serious. He looked Irvine up and down like he was delirious. Irvine continued, have you heard of the Guardian? He was serious. There was a long pause between the two, it was continuous. Irvine almost in an angry roar said, as I scratched my bald head. 
If you'd heard what I heard, seen what I saw. They're still human like us, Martin. I have to help them. I don't have a choice. Martin felt like he'd been losing his voice. As a vine continued in tears, the man I shot the mother, whose screams keep me up at night. Stigma is evil like me, Martin. That's not all right. Martin replied, and what about me? I killed that girl, he stammered as fists curled. Irvine replied, it's not the same, it's different, you had no control. Different world. Martin joined in crying as he said, I still feel it that weight. You're right, we have to stop this, this hate. Chapter 6 Haskell's War Maiden I fought back the tears as a hulking behemoth was led in. It was inside a Tesla cage at lay Sulkin as the so-called doctors came to finish a so-called indestructible beast. Irvine's face bore an angry crease. I grabbed his arm and whispered, not here. We need more firepower. I felt something. It was an odd sort of fear. Though for once it was not for myself, you see, I suppose it doesn't matter at this point. But we had began to move out of this joint. I grabbed an old hat from my house, tormentors no longer. I said to Irvine, we make for Haskew, whom a bond we shared had grown stronger. The women of Haskew were a warlike race. In the old histories it said, without them the empire would have been laid to waste. Homeless littered the bridge to our destination. The empire was a continually working cop, causing most frustration. Irvine had said glumly, you know, the saying, if you don't work every day out here, you're on the street. He looked at the man not with pity but his eyes could not hide what he saw as humanity's defeat. Chapter 6 Haskew's War Maiden War Maiden had sat upon a stone daze-like throne. Haskew Emerald Isles were her home. It's three weeks later and an old friend walked in. He said, Kelfida, you look tired. Got any gin? He continued and won for my tired and worn man of tin. Irvine still in his armor had said this is the War Maiden. She looked tired ruling Haskew her eyes in shadows laden. War Maiden said, Martin, raise what do you seek here in my isle? Martin retorted, I know things didn't end well, but it's been a while. War Maiden said, you tried to kill me when she paused the said, no armor, no longer working for the Empire. Martin said, these days we're awake, we place our aspirations higher. He went on to tell of the tale, to this point every detail. As a Shirietta walked in slower than a snail. Her speed was deceptive, a ploy she had super speed. She wore thick chains and had the words tattooed greed. Her ginger hair was offset to War Maiden's black. The crippled War Maiden in her suit of legoric and pain rack had said after the accident I had to be rebuilt. But I am a superhero harm any here I'll stop you no guilt. War Maiden stood using the servos of her legs she cut an imposing figure. I made sure at once I was respectful no more words that might trigger. After all, we needed her help as I drank my gin. This disabled girl, a member of the old safeguard, my words belied my grin. I'm not here to harm you or anyone else. The Empire is being misled. Stigma at the heart of the corruption, our nation's being bled. I just need you and a few others like the Guardian to help put up a fight. I know it's a shame what happened to the flag. Help me amend that memory, make this right. Irvine had turned, he was in the squad. He gave a curt nod. As he said, we need to unveil them before the world. I noticed a laser sight enter the room as face shifting rounds unfurled. War Maiden was as good as the story said. 
stronger now than the old days when once she was able to walk her angry vision turned red. The throne room had never been under direct attack. A vine sat in black tormentor armor removing the paint at the back. Martin dived at him throwing them both under cover. As War Maiden flew upwards to a glass ceiling leaving the, the two future lover. Red Eye's bullet had phased through the glass silently, but the laser sight shone its red light to brightly as she clenched her fist tightly. Red Eye liked to make an entrance as her cybernetic arm morphed into a grappling hook. She zipped down to take a measure of this maiden of war she came for a closer look. Ah look she said another monster dear traitors yes you behind the bar. I'll tell you once after done with her you'll die slowly next not go far. Her arms swirled in a 180 degree. As they morphed into swirling blades she began the attack with glee. War Maiden had calibrated her logistic sensors ready. She ducked under the first blow steady. Though her armored form did not grant speed her targeting lens came down across her eyes. Red Eye kicked out in despise. Likewise reading that she would fire a neural pulse. War Maiden's living suit lightly convulse. Red Eye used the grappling hook to fling herself suicidal like at her opponent no time to think. For War Maiden war was calculated it took time even fights Red Eye did not blink. Her arm blades attacked again and again. War Maiden's living silver suit howled in augmetic pain. Red Eye spoke during each attack. Let the righteous hold nothing back. Your fear becomes you cripple. When out of nowhere War Maiden's wrist ripple. A sonic pulse and red. I tumbling. And as the recovering War Maiden stopped fumbling she gained her time to think. This next entanglement read as she would sink. War Maiden activated her jet propulsion for an attack of her own. The sensors earlier told her the suborgs armored form was a condensed alloy known as Levelone. This metal living like her own would allow the user to regenerate from any blow thrown. She switched her gauntlet to incisor mode. As of towards red eye she rolled, using a plasma-like torch to briefly cut flesh. She threw in its veins and through its armored mesh, a paralytic type of poison to make her unable to move. Of course it would not work right away so in this fight she would need to prove. Red Eye laughed, I cannot die dear. Psychotically screaming you should feel fear. Red Eye's gaze became full of baleful wrath. She used her clawed hands trying to rip War Maiden in half. She dived on her opponent smashing her head into the ground. She delivered fist by fist pound by unceremonious pound. War Maiden's enamored head became swollen and her vision blurry. Redded I kept punching flurry after flurry. A vine had dived at her but armored or not it was just a man. He had attacked unthinking with no plan. Red Eye turned grinning with glee. Blood trickled down her lips as she turned to eat. This cybernetic warrior swaying with full force you see. Her vine had rolled under the first and fire a shot. 
but the hole reclosed itself shotgun or not. She came closer a monster of true indestructibility, and he realized his folly is vulnerability. At that moment she suddenly fell to ground collapsed. Irvine wasted no time as he said to Martin after some time elapsed. Hope you didn't need this maiden so much. Martin rushed and said over and thank God she's breathing like the great world couldn't kill you to tell your butch. War maiden monologue. The next few days after Red Eye was imprisoned and I lay to recover. Martin and Irvine watched over me kept me safe as I them in turn a true brother. The truth after what happened to the flag what they did to him. I had given into fate's whim. It's why I didn't wear my helmet why I was so tired of fighting. My love had so long been resting. A sacred army was bad. That he an empire man even I a matriarch had a right to know. What the conclave had planned off the wind-powered man had glow. He flew at their base the last I heard. Since then whatever they did I hadn't heard a word. Monologue end. I ground David by the hospital bed. I look up and his tanned face is red. Martin looks down back to being sad. He was keeping the truth from me. One day I would grow courage to find out and ask he. Chapter Shift of the Old Guard The force had long been disbanded I, or anyone still trying to enforce order, the young brazen noble I applaud her. Was kicked out replace it was out of order. These young bucks these tormented disgraces. Young brain dead men and women I couldn't stomach their faces. My short brown hair and trimmed mustache. Were neat looking like my red shirt and blue sash. I was an orderly man, that is true. Could never say any were better than us boys in blue. But I was a mutant I looked into the disappearances. I was warned five times before a man in hooded robe locked me in a state of trances. It was five years in that hell. Locked in a shape-shifting prison I heard a continuous shallow bell. I am shifter I can shape-shift but also shift the metaphysical too. Alter reality not quite but the density of an object and its weight that I can do. That rotten bastard Mackenzie I thought. But alas I didn't take his life the jacket he wore all that effort for naught. It's ten years ago. And believe me in that prison time went slow. He hired me I thought make a fake shot get away. I don't get caught one lost boy in blue gone astray. That's what the paper would read how could he end up like this. I wanted a replacement to order not taking the piss. I sit now languishing in my cell the block shift in random patterns. I can't affect the walls I'm trapped I lay on a bed as it flattens. Mackenzie would come to see me today. Parole I was granted, but I had to go away. I once fought a man with just a feather my smile apparently not enough of a disarmer. His mind and indeed reality itself warped as it pierced his master crafted armor. Leaving my cell I tucked an eight ball in my pocket. It was wrapped around a silver chain it acted like a locket. My now dead wife had once said. To keep it with me it might have been a joke, but I couldn't get the small stuff out my head. I returned to Bagdlam once more. Ignoring Cole's advice there was a person I had left someone I adore. I would have ran through the shit storm of hell. Like any father to hear my son's voice again remember his smell. Not knowing where to begin I cast an illusionary wall. I just wanted to punch something it didn't matter if it didn't exist at all. I left the prison and went into the local Mavia Mall. I needed to buy some gear I didn't want to store. Stigma sat by the world tree overlooking the Mavia Mall. By the heart of the world he spoke men never seemed so small. Go now player three. Get our son he paused you'll bring him to me. Back in the mall I bought a gift with what I had. I hadn't seen Jason in years didn't want him to feel bad. He was adopted from where I didn't know didn't care. He was my son all that matter was I loved him as was fair. He had abilities just like me. 
He was able to manipulate shadows and repel any object. I said don't you dare show that off at school you'll be avoided you won't get respect. He had replied that in a moping tone. I said I know you're special but more so to me. Just forget the world for now no need to seek a destiny. Chapter 10 Nightshade the Gloom Nightshade had said goodbye to her parents the day stigma came. A war between Koten and Arabin, Varadish was called in to end the game. Stigma had asked her mother to create a solution to the problem. She had made a genetic destabilizer that would kill enough yet. Stigma had asked her to modify once more licking his lips which were wet. Stigma went on to say Amira Bader, I have none else you must help you know what's at stake. As the recording and Nightshade sat in the dark trying to fix her mother's mistake. After their use had run out. Stigma tested the bioweapon locked them away he mockingly pout. Nightshade turned off the camera. Her black abaya bore and hijab on top also black it covered her face she was the mysterious stranger in this era. She placed two knives in her tool belt. As she left the darkened, Varadishi laughed to make a stigma pelt. As she opened the door her vision float away. The man with sockletless eyes under robe, lead astray, his burned, face had marked the end she thought. As she Ever wanted to break out of your cubicle and into a business where you can call the shots? You Break Guy Fix is looking for passionate self-starters interested in a franchise opportunity in the booming electronics repair industry. At You Break Guy Fix, we help reconnect people to the devices that they rely on so that they can get back to what matters most. This is a big responsibility. And from the moment you join our family, our franchisees are provided with the resources and support to bring affordable and convenient electronics repair to your community. Did we mention that with amazing partners like Samsung and Google, you Break iFix franchisees also have access to the highest quality parts and personalized training out there, as well as specialized tools. It's true. And it's also easy to visit youbreakifix.com forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own You Break iFix. Did to darkness a final lesson brought? Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price Tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Price and Coverage Match Limited by State Law. DQ presents... Picture this. Picture the Girl Scout Thin Mints Blizzard. You see two iconic treats blending together in a mesmerizing swirl of pieces of Thin Mints cookies, cool mint, and world-famous DQ soft serve. You smile with the biggest smile you've ever smiled. It's a double smile because your two favorites, DQ and Girl Scout Thin Mints, are together in one delicious treat. And the only reason you stop smiling is so you can start eating. The Girl Scout Thin Mints Blizzard, exclusively at DQ. Get it delivered at DQ.com. DQ, happy tastes good.